0: Thank you Martin for those lying words. <laughs> have you had a good week? Yep. Are you all good? Graham don't video me please. <laughs> I, I need to go to the side. Didn't he get a telling off? Man, I really enjoyed that. And I, I just wait after each time I speak normally my daughter tells me off so I'm going to try and be awfully good today. You know, have you in talking with people through uh, after church and that sort of thing and getting to know, you's, uh, you know you're much like myself, that uh, we have challenges in life. And you know, sometimes these challenges are weekly, sometimes they're daily. And you've been praying about things and, and you're just wondering where, uh, where's God in the mix? Have you ever wondered how big is God? And because, you know, there's all sorts of challenges that we face. And sometimes, if you're human, you can focus on the challenge and maybe not so much on the God that can overcome that challenge. And uh, you know, through the Bible, there's many examples that, you know, like Abraham had a promise. And, and for many years, he just had to wait for God to come through. You know, Gideon, uh, he was this insignificant guy. And, and God came along and said, look, I want you to lead the army. And Gideon's this insecure fellow. And yet God changed him. But there, there's a challenge in that. And we all have these challenges talking to Ernest pre-service and Ernest's dad's in hospital if we can pray for Ernest's dad over this next week. But, you know, that's a challenge that comes along. You know, I've got my my mum and dad, my dad's been sick, my mum comes along to church. You know, mum's never been to church in her life. And um, not a Christian, but just coming along, just loves meeting, you know, all the ladies here and, and that sort of thing. But, you, you know, sometimes life, it, it brings us these challenges. And I want to tell you about a challenge that happened to me. Last year at work, there was a, a some challenges came my way, and some people decided that they would lie about me. I went to my boss and they said all these things, and uh, I'm going, hold on, this isn't right. And anyway, the boss kind of said, well, actually, um, uh, we had a few discussions, and he says, actually, in the, uh, one of the discussions, he says, if I find the same result, he says, you could be dismissed. And I thought, what? If that's your level of integrity, then I don't want to work for that company. So I put it in the hands of my lawyer, and they sorted it out. But as you can imagine, you know, you want to be a loyal supporter to management and to the company and that sort of thing. And it took me by surprise. And I came home one day, and this may really surprise you, that I'm not at the beginning of my career. (laughs) No, no, no. Should have gone to Specsavers, right? So anyway, (laughs) sorry about that. So, you you know, I came home, and one day... uh, You know, you're human and you're kind of wondering and you're going, and I had this thought, I wonder if God can get me a job. Sounds dumb. And then I hopped out of the car, I walked inside, and when I got inside, I started laughing. And Mandy says, what are you laughing about? And I said, well, listen to this dumb comment that I made, and because you guys won't make dumb comments, so I'm hoping you'll learn from mine. But the th- I said to Mandy, listen to what I just said. I said, I wondered if God could get me a job. And I went and stood out on our deck, and if you've been to our place, we got a great view and all the trees and the birds and the view out to the water. And I'm thinking, w- what a dumb statement I made. The God that just created this whole view in front of me. You know, all the birds and the sheep, and you have to remember Ruby because Ruby's there. The God that created all that is well able to get me a little job. But in the moment of questioning, I tell you, it, it was very funny when I looked at it. And maybe you're in uh, situations and in talking with people, you've got challenges with work and this and that and all sorts with family and etc. etc. You, you know, there's a challenge and God's big enough to, to bring you through. And today I just want to focus on the thought that we serve a big God. Hello? We serve a big God. He's huge. Donald Trump would say, he's huge. (laughs) See, I've been following too much of the U.S. elections. See, you know, when you question in the midst of situations, because over your Christian life, there are times you've gone to God and desperately asked for somebody's healing or for a change of this or that because it's so difficult, and it hasn't happened. And sometimes God's ways are just not ours, and stuff happens. So how do you view God? Because sometimes our faith, if we're honest, can take a blow. And today I just want to encourage you just on a few simple thoughts because how does a mere human describe how big our God really is? And what I've asked the, uh, the, uh, Ben in, in ordering the service today is that we just have a couple of songs up front and then at the end I want to focus on two or three songs where we can stand and magnify our God. And in magnifying our God, he'll become bigger in our spirit and we'll go out. And in the challenges that we face, our God will be way bigger. You know, um, I was talking with someone here and they do um, hot yoga and I've also been doing Pilates. And the whole thought is, is that if you can get the core of your being right, it'll help the rest of your body. And today, I just want to focus, let the core of your thinking of God be that he's huge and he's well able to meet you wherever you are with the challenges that you face. Amen? How big is your God? Point number one. When facing a challenge, you know, we've got to understand that our God is an all-knowing God. He knows it all, omniscient, and meaning knowing all things. You know, and there's many accounts in Scripture where Jesus knew the uh, what people were asking for when they came. You, you know, he, he knew what the Pharisees were like, and he'd call them, you know, brood of vipers and people like that. You know, he knew that Lazarus was going to die, so he said, okay, I'm going to hold on for a few days, so then Lazarus is really dead, and then I'm going to go and, and perform a miracle. Jesus knew all of that. You know, there's a section on, in Matthew on the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew 6, there's Jesus addressing them and says, look, don't worry about your food and your clothing. Don't worry about all sorts of things. But in 6, Matthew 6.33, he says, but seek first the kingdom. And I want to encourage you, over your, through your challenges, seek first the kingdom first. Because in seeking first the kingdom, Jesus gets bigger. And then he says, and all these things will be added unto you. you. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, there in your notes, Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you, or I set you apart. That's absolutely amazing that before you were even in the womb, he knew you, and he knew how you were formed and how you're going to respond in life, but he says, I'll be there. And I love the Psalms, and in Psalm 139, O Lord, you've searched me, and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all of my ways, all of our hardships and our challenges. For there uh, is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before, and you laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I hope that's such. Because when I, yes, as I corrected it. Because in my notes, I've got suck knowledge. And I thought, oh, there's a spelling mistake, isn't it? So I'm glad it's right on there. <laughs> see, God knows you and how you're going to, you know, go through these challenges. And he just says, you know, sometimes just knowing that a friend's there supporting you. You know, when you have your challenge. You know, I was talking with Martin last year and Ian and just saying, man, I'm pulling my hair out. And as you can see, I pulled a lot. But sometimes it's just great knowing that your mates have got your back. But it's even better to know that God knows. That you know that God knows. I tell you, we serve a big God. Number two, when facing a challenge, we've got to understand that God is all present. Omnipresent, omnipresent. He's unlimited by space. Moses going into the promised land. And after 40 years of wandering around, you know, he, they were about to enter. And at that time, Moses would pitch a tent outside of the camp. And Moses would go out there and sit in the tent. Exodus 33, 11 says, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. So uh, verse uh, 13. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people, and he, God, said, um, uh, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with me, don't bring us up from here. You know, for Moses, absolutely important, that presence of God. And, you know, in the midst of challenges, uh, uh, in the midst of, you know, what we face sometimes, you've got to take God with you into those situations. You know, Ernest, when you go see your dad, believe God's presence to be with you and speak over his life because your words can bring life to his bones. Amen? And, you know, that, take that presence there because God's presence can bring a change in a situation. And, you know, can you imagine what it was like for Moses going out there and the presence of God come down? You know, sometimes just singing your way and just worshipping the Lord, I, you know, it just feels like, you know, the, the presence of God's there. Well, how much more when he's just so filled in the tent? So take God with you into the challenges. You know, the psalmist says, where, are, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed, and how behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. You know, what I want to encourage you this week is to, you know, if one of these scriptures speaks to you, I want you to go away and think over it. Really think over it. Because as you think and ponder on it, it'll grow in your spirit because that's the power of God's word. You know, in the highs and lows of life, you know, we need to ponder the thought that God's present within our challenge. God's present within the challenge. Number three, it's going to be quick today because the, I think the morning tea is looking really good so we're not going to be holding on too long. Those, those people, if your tummy's rumbling, you kind of thinking, just hold on, hold on, it's going to get there. <laughs> when facing our challenges, you know, God's all-powerful, absolutely all-powerful, and you know, you read in Genesis chapter 1, you know, where God spoke and it happened, he didn't kind of like get out his digger and make the earth and stuff like that, you know, God spoke and it happened. Verse 3, he spoke and there was light. Verse six, there was an expanse between, you know, over the waters. Um, you know, verse nine, he gathered all the waters into one place. God just had to speak, and it happened. You, you know, I tell you, it's a, it, it's amazing. You watch who you get with you in the times of challenge as well, because you you can have some friends that don't kind of help you out. But Job had some friends. Job was an interesting fellow. He was he was. Trucking along pretty well, and then had some challenges and his friends would come along and say, "Oh well, you know you must have, must have sinned you, that 's your problem, you supported the australian team that 's wrong you shouldn 't have done that, you know all these sorts of things and then Elihu in chapters thirty six and thirty seven and if you write that down, go home and read it because one, one of his friends came to him. And these chapters are uh, are entitled, you know, he he proclaims the goodness of God. He proclaims God's majesty. And, you know, Job had a tremendous challenge on his plate. And then with all these friends, as they dropped away, then God spoke. In Job 38, and the Lord revealed his omnipotence to Job. He says, Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Verse 4. Who determined its measurements? What were its foundations fastened to? Who shut the sea with a door? Are you getting the sense of, hold on, God's made all of this. He's good. You know, um, have you comprehended the breadth of the earth? Tell you, just amazing. God's power when God spoke it, creation into being is absolutely amazing. At Christmas time, we had 10 days with the family in Hawaii. And one day we went snorkeling on uh, an island called Molokini. Well, actually, Molokini is an underground volcano. So half of it's been blown out. So if you can imagine, there's the shape of a C, uh, the letter C. And and we just came and we parked there and we jumped out. It was rather funny getting getting knee and wetsuit, life jacket, rubber ring, outboard moto. Actually, no outboard motor, but don't let the facts ruin a good story. A Molokini, you jump. You know, creation looks amazing from above ground, right? Well, when you get under the water, how many people have dived or snorkeled before? It's amazing, isn't it? So, well, Molokini, you could jump into the water, and it's just like the bottom was there, but you could see a boat 50 meters away, and you could see people swimming at that boat, and you could look the other way another 50 meters and see the other boat, and then the boat behind it, it was that clear. And the fish was amazing. And I'm going, wow, this, you know, this is God's creation. We think it's good above ground. I tell you, get below it. The next day we went up, uh, if you know Ma- the island of Maui, if you're from the shore, it just goes straight up to a volcano. And so we went to the top of this volcano, uh, 10,000 feet up. I don't know, it takes one and a half, two hours, something to drive, with Mandy in the back, when are we going to get there? (laughs) When we get to the top. So anyway, (laughs) that's the point. That's the point. But seriously, you get to the top of Maui, there's no light pollution up to the top. A lot of people go up there to see the sunrise and the sunset. It was freezing, 10,000 feet. And we just watched the sun go down, and then everyone jumped into their cars, and they shot off. And Daniel's got his camera and he wanted to take a time-lapse of the stars. And so we go up to the top and there's the official observatory places for the government that's there that look for the UFOs and, and things like that. And, uh, but there's this little place that you could go to and there's a lady there with a small telescope and said, she said to Daniel, this is the best night of the month to come up the mountain. Because they said in 30 minutes, it'll be the darkest it's going to be. And you're going to see something. So we waited. Actually, we sat in the car and turned the heater on. (laughs) But it sounds good, doesn't it? So uh, 30, 40 minutes later, it just got brighter and brighter and brighter. And I've never seen the amount of stars in the sky. And the amazing thing is, is that God put each one... In it's place. And it just got brighter and brighter. Because no light pollution. And you, just, and you just gobsmacked at just how beautiful it was. Mm-hmm. We're standing on top of a volcano. And all the power that that volcano would possess. Yet that's insignificant to what our God can do in and through your life, in the midst of a challenge. Number four. When facing a challenge, we've got to understand our God is an all-forgiving God. The Bible's got many accounts of people who make mistakes and yet receive forgiveness. And sometimes we can be in a, a challenge or a pickle in our own life because of our own mistakes, maybe our own sin. And sometimes we may even beat ourselves up because of it. It's great to know that our God is an all-forgiving God. You know, you think of Peter. He walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles. You know, he saw what Jesus had done. And yet he denied Jesus three times in one night. He, he was doing pretty, you know, he, he worked hard at it, didn't he? And he says, oh, I'm going to go back fishing and Walk away, and Jesus came and restored him. You know, I I I just love that our God is an all forgiving God. There's other beliefs out there. You just got to work hard. You just got to work hard, and maybe you will get there. Not with Christianity. Our God's all forgiving. You, if you read the book of Romans, sometimes I, I encourage you to read read a whole book at a time, and as you read through it, you'll see significant changes within the book. And In Romans, it's really pointing out, you know, the first uh, half dozen chapters or so, really pointing out that God will judge the unrighteous. That he's a righteous judge. You know, that all have sinned and that he can be a slave to sin. Yet there's points in there. It says that, hey, the just will live by faith. And so you've got all this establishing of the fact that we're sinners. And in chapter 8, it turns. And because it says there's now no condemnation. No condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Such a radical change. And that's something so core in our Christianity. Romans 12, further down, that we're encouraged to live as a living sacrifice. You know, one of the great things is in John 1, nine that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You, you know, you don't need to carry it with you. That God can wipe that out. If we forgive our trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Uh, you know, I tell you, my friend, it's something freeing to walk th- through this Christianity, knowing we're sinners, knowing we're making a mis- we can make mistakes, yet there's a forgiving God. Amen? Amen. And lastly when facing a challenge and understand the your transforming power of Jesus Christ. Jesus is in the life-changing business, in the midst of the challenge God can change you. You know, Ian and I, over the last few years, we've, it may surprise you, but we've sat down and had a few coffees. And we look at each other and we go, man, what we used to be. We had a couple of rough edges, three I think with Ian, I think five with myself. But we look back over the years at the goodness of God, the transforming power of God upon our life. Desmond, you have invited Sean along and you can see the transforming power of of God upon his life, you know. You you must be talking with him, and I see every week I talk with him, and I see the change in his life, and that's the transforming power of Jesus. He has the ability to change us. You know, we want the situation changed, but actually, God wants to change you in the situation. You know, I've. Had the privilege of travelling around the world and just seeing amazing things. I've seen uh, the transforming power of Jesus. He's changed drug addicts into pastors. You know, uh, the lowly become Christian men. The poor to become empowered to uh, provide for their family. I've seen low-educated farmers become pastors of regional areas within nations of 40, 50, 100 churches that they're looking after and overseeing. That's the transforming power of Jesus. And I've seen average Christians that we would term average here in New Zealand go out to be powerful missionaries around the world. And that would uh, change thousands and potentially millions of people's lives. You know, Ben this week sent out a, a video to the team and uh, we're just going to play a clip of that mainly because i actually ran out of words not really <laughs> but we're going to play a clip of this video and if the music team would come and get ready and we're just going to focus and honor the lord the life-changing power of jesus around the world has been absolutely amazing why don't we stand what's amazing is is that when Jesus comes into our life he can change us and you can you can just know about him or you can have a transformation of your life because the Bible says therefore if anyone is in Christ he's a new creation Old things have passed away. All things have become new. The transformation happens in our lives. When we make a step to say, Lord Jesus, you've got to take over my life. You have to take over. I give my problem, my challenge to you. And my prayer is is as we sing these songs, that you cry out and give whatever challenge you have to the Lord. And that Jesus would become center of your challenge. And you'll see it different. You'll walk different. And you'll encourage others to walk different as well.